What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's, I guess this will be our first full episode of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. It's currently Tuesday, November 26th at about 10 o'clock p.m. Um, happy Thanksgiving Eve, everybody. We have a video dropping tomorrow, but we're truly thankful for all our supporters. We really appreciate all you guys, and even if you like, just like a post, like a video, subscribe to the channel, no matter what, we're truly thankful. So we hope you guys have a great, safe holiday, Thanksgiving with your family, and we truly appreciate it, and we're thankful for all you guys. Today we are back with our Week 12 Fantasy Football Stardom Sidums. This is a pretty big week. We're getting close to the Fantasy Football Playoffs. We've got every single team playing this week. So everybody's team, no, you don't got to worry about bye weeks. If you have some injuries, yeah, damn, you got to worry about that. But there should be, there's no bye weeks this week. Everybody's playing. So without injuries, you got to throw your best players out there. And hopefully we're here to give you guys some insight and some potential looks if you guys had some questions about some players. So with all that being said, don't forget to like the video. But most importantly, please subscribe to the channel. It truly helps us out more than you guys know when you guys click that subscribe button. Like I always say, even if you never come back and you just subscribe and leave, we still appreciate the subscription. And before we get into any stardom cinema analysis, Ryan's going to tell you guys about today's sponsor. Little Italy Pizzeria. They got the best cheesesteaks, the best pizza in all of Delaware. Uh, two locations, Middletown, Delaware. Middletown? Townsend. Shoot. That. Um, come in and check it out. Let them know that the greatest podcast on Surf Century. They will take care of you. Should prove that you're subscribed or that you listen to us. And they will hook you up with an additional discount. Um, Just want to throw it out there for the real podcast listeners. If you go into either, if you go into Little Italy and Townsend and I'm there, I promise you I will buy your meal if you show proof you're subscribed. I'll literally buy your meal. I'm a buyer. Um, starting off, my stardom quarterback this week. This is a guy with many nicknames. Some know him as God. Just you. Some know him as the greatest of all time. Others know him as Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. That's who we're starting this week. We got Tom Brady traveling to Cleveland, playing the Browns. It's literally as simple as this. The Bucs are coming off the bye week. It's getting to the time of the year where Tom Brady knows what's on the line. He knows it's getting to be playoff time. He knows what's at stake here. These games coming down the stretch, fighting for a playoff seat, fighting for them potential home games in the playoffs, it's a big deal. Brady's locked in. Giselle was cheating on him. He's pissed off. The Bucs are winning the Super Bowl. Start God coming off the bye this week pissed off after his ex-wife cheated on him. It's literally as simple as that. My quarterback start this week, it is Geno Smith going up against the Vegas Raiders. Geno Smith has been on my list a few times. Um, yeah, he he's a proud proud member of my stardom team. Um, and Isaiah Pacheco. Him and Pacheco. I've been, I've been a truther. Um, but Geno Smith, he's been pretty good this season so far. 19 and 20, most of the way out. I mean, he had a couple bad games again. One against San Francisco, one against Arizona. Um, but I think he's going to be giving you pretty decent numbers this week against Vegas. Vegas is top five in points allowed against quarterbacks. Um, they're just a shit show team, if we're being completely honest. Unfortunately for them, um, Geno Smith is coming off of a bye week, which is great for him. Got a, another extra week of practice just to prepare for the Vegas Raiders. Uh, just in case they needed it at all. Probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> and Gino, like I said, the last three weeks, 19, 21, 19, he has a pretty decent receiving core around him with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Um, Kenneth Walker has looked like a stud so far this year. This offense runs a lot of plays. Um, they're different than other teams like the Packers in which they don't care how much time is left on the play clock. They're running They're running the ball. Or, I mean, they're, they're calling a play. They run the most plays on offense, and that is great for fantasy purposes. So go ahead and start Geno Smith this week. 
Yeah, moving on to Sidham quarterback this week. My Sidham quarterback this week is more of a streamer type of guy. Daniel Jones. Um, when these two teams faced off week three of the regular season, Daniel Jones had 14 fantasy points. He threw 196 yards with an interception, and he had 80 yards rushing, which ain't bad. But with these games down the stretch, getting 14 points from your quarterback isn't going to cut it. We all saw what the Cowboys just did last week to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings on offense. They completely annihilated them. It's um, This game is in Jerry's world. It's in Dallas. Thanksgiving Day. Dallas is the Thanksgiving Vets. It is a divisional matchup. Dallas literally played out of their minds last week against the Vikings. It is a short week. It's going to be a it's going to be a slobber knocker divisional matchup. I think the Cowboys win this one big, and I think Daniel Jones really has his work cut out for him this week against the Cowboys defense that has been among the top five defenses in the league this year. And they're allowing the fewest passing yards a game to opposing quarterbacks. That's something to look out for. And when Darius Slayton and Kenny Galladay are the Giants' two top dogs at receivers this week. That's also not a good thing. So Sid Daniel Jones this week. My set of quarterback this week, it's Kirk Cousins against New England. You want to be like a little bit cautious of this and definitely weigh your options. If you have like other guys or another quarterback that's on the fence, um, definitely let us know and we will give you our take because this is a guy that's like on the fringe between the start and sit, yeah. just depending on your situation. Like mm-hmm. if you're in a 12-man league, you might have to. Uh, more than 12-man league, you probably definitely have to. But Kirk Cousins against New England, I don't love it. Against Dallas, he obviously did really bad. And New England could be more of the same. New England's defense isn't as good as Dallas's in terms of pass rush, which is really the thing that got to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. We were on him uh, pretty often. And New I England think that was second in sacks in the league, though, this year. Just want to throw it out there. Yeah, who's first? Touche. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, I just had it. I'm having a complete brain fart right now. <laughs> <laughs> having a complete moment Kirk but Cousins yeah, Kirk, I, yeah thanks <laughs> Kirk Cousins he should be able to like I'm kind of iffy on it because in theory he should be able to bounce back after getting absolutely obliterated by the Dallas Cowboys but on the other hand they're playing prime not technically well yeah prime time Thursday night they're the only game on television it's a holiday what is everybody doing they just ate <laughs> they're feeling big when you're feeling big, what are you going to do? You ain't going to go outside and go for a run. You're going to sit your ass down on the couch watch and watch football. Kirk Cousins. Yup. <laughs> Kirk Cousins at home is usually pretty good. Granted, last week against Dallas was not good. But it's prime time. But it is prime time. So it's it's kind of iffy. Weigh your options. Um, if Gino's out there, I'd much rather have Gino. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Start him running back this week. My first guy, this guy's been on my list quite a lot this week. He was held under 50 yards rushing last week, but this is going to be a bounce back game for him. It's Miles Sanders going up against the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are allowing just shy of 140 yards to opposing running backs per game this year. Um, the game script is there for the Eagles. It's going to be a cold night in Philly with some potential rain, even maybe some some flurries. So this is pointing for the Eagles to come out here and run the ball down the Packers' throat and have a field day against them since they are literally allowing almost 140 rushing yards a game. This is the Miles Sanders bounce-back week. This is the week where Miles Sanders bursts back on the scene, helps you win the week, um, and it's positive game script. In theory, the Eagles are a lot 
high-powered on offense compared to what the Packers have been. So if the Eagles do come out here pissed off after the way these past two weeks have gone for them and do score a lot of points, that's only going to play into the favor of Miles Sanders, especially in the passing game. And in the passing game as well, they're without Dallas Goddard. So, I mean, that's just another target. That's just more targets for Miles Sanders to potentially accumulate in the passing game. So if you have Miles Sanders, don't look him the pass. Don't look at how the last week, I mean, even the past two weeks arguably have gone for him. He'll be fine. This is his week to come back and bounce back. My first starter running back this week is Jeff Wilson going up against Houston. Houston is the worst defense in terms of going up against the run. 153 rushing yards per game. Jeff Wilson is on a Miami Dolphins offense, which is one of the best offenses in all of football. Just between the receivers, uh, they've been able to put up a lot of points. The last two weeks for Jeff Wilson, 22-16. The Dolphins put up 39 and 35 points in those games, respectively. And they're coming off of a bye week, going up against Houston. The Dolphins are contenders, whether you want to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... They're going to look to keep rolling. Uh, the Dolphins' schedule gets tough coming up, so they need to win all the easy games that they can. Houston should be a blowout. This is positive game script because when they're up by 40, you got to give the ball to somebody. And who's somebody? Jeff Wilson. Yep. So start Jeff Wilson this week. Should be pretty good in the red zone. Should be very efficient running the ball. Him yeah. and Mostert should absolutely tear up this defense. Yeah. You know Mostert's like the he's had like the third most yards per carry. Out of all running backs in history, really? for 400 attempts, <laughs> for real. And Pollard's like fifth. Oh my god, damn! Yeah. <laughs> I saw the list. It's like a lot of current guys. Really? Yeah. Like number one's Bo Jackson. Mm. That makes sense though. But my man Mostert's up there. Go for him. Yeah. Second starter running back of the week, Latavius Murray of the Denver Broncos. He had 17 fantasy points, even with Melvin Gordon having a solid outing with 12. And he's literally the only running back in this running back room. Melvin Gordon got cut, and I'm pretty sure Chase Edmonds is, might be on IR. So it's literally the Latavius Murray show. He definitely has a high angle spring. So it's literally Latavius Murray in the backfield. Yep. And they're playing against a very, very, very bad Carolina Panthers defense against the run. This is going to be a low-scoring game. It's Russell Wilson and the terrible Denver Broncos versus Sam Darnold and friends in Carolina. Um, I think that Latavius Murray should be in for a good day. Again, he's literally the only running back on the Broncos' depth chart right now that's worth a goddamn. They're going to have to get going on offense somehow. What better way than giving the ball to your cornerstone franchise running back in Latavius Murray? So start Latavius Murray this week. The volume's going to be there. If he's available on waivers, pick him up. We didn't do a waiver wire episode this week. Latavius Murray's only 26% rostered right now. It's probably going to go up by the time you guys are seeing this. But pause the video. Go check if he's there. And if he is, pick him up. Because he's got a pretty solid schedule coming up. Carolina, Baltimore, Kansas City, Arizona. All not that great against the run. So go ahead, pick up Latavius Murray and start him this week. Look at your boy at 27. My uh, second start, I'm running back OJ this week. Simpson right above him. He's in the Zeke Elliott going up against the Giants. God I know that Tony Pollard is the main man in Dallas. and Is he, though? I mean, he's the main man in terms of fantasy. It's fair. Zeke Elliott is what he is. He's going to get his goal line touches. He is going to get uh, touches in between the tackles. It's a 1A, 1B type of situation. Zeke looked pretty good last week, in my opinion, for what he is. Uh, 15 carries, 42 rush yards, two rush touchdowns. And I think that we can see similar results against the Giants. The Giants are nothing special in terms of run defense or nothing special in terms of team at all. And the Cowboys are like nine, ten point favorites, give or take, something like that. 
which is positive game script. Meaning, who are they going to give the ball to? It's going to be Zeke and Elliot. Zeke and Pollard. <laughs> Zeke and Elliot. Zeke and Elliot. Uh, <laughs> Zeke and Pollard. Zeke, like I said, he had two touchdowns last week. He might not get two touchdowns again this week, but I could see a pretty decent floor uh, for Zeke Elliott. And it's bright times ahead with Colts. There's a game in Houston. And I'm, it's, I play against Pollard that week. That's going to be fun. So, but, yeah, go ahead and start Zeke Elliott this week against the Giants. And my first sit I'm running back this week, this is similar to the Kirk Cousins sit Ryan said. I don't know how I feel about this. But I'm leaning more towards Sidham, and that is Dalvin Cook, or Dalvin C-O-K, according to Yahoo. <sighs> yeah. Um, it's simple as this. The Patriots have only allowed one opposing 100-yard rusher this year and only allowed four rushing touchdowns on the season. Dalvin Cook has only gone for over 100 yards twice this season so far. Um, yeah, Dalvin Cook, he is averaging upwards of five yards a carry this year. But he hasn't really seen a rushing defense in terms of the Patriots. The Patriots are a top four defense against the rush this year in fantasy football. And I just really don't know how I can how I see this game playing out. Like in terms of like score, like I can like normally like you get a feel of like how a game's gonna go, like just based off matchup. But the Patriots and Vikings, it's such a weird matchup. I really it's like twenty four to seventeen. Yeah, with nobody really standing out. Like I mean, it's just, it's just this is just one of those weird games, and that's why I mean Dalvin Cook's on the list. Normally, I'd be like, "Don't, it's getting too cute," but we kind of we had some. We don't give a shit. Somebody said we need to be more confident in our starts and sits. I'm confident. Sit Dalvin Cook this week against the Patriots' stifling run defense, who has only allowed one 100 plus yard rusher. Yeah. And four rushing touchdowns on the year. Yeah. This is not the Dalvin Cook week. Yeah. Yup. Now pick up right where I left off with your first sit. I'm running back. Alvin Kamara. Yup. Why? Because we don't up, give a fuck. That's going up why. against San Francisco, second hardest run defense in football, and my man Alvin Kamara hasn't been doing that much to begin with. Hasn't been scoring touchdowns. He is on a Saints offense that is absolutely, positively, completely terrible at football. Going up against the San Francisco defense that I want absolutely. No parts of. This is a San Francisco team that I am scared of. As a Dallas Cowboy fan, I am petrified. Tell him Tom Brady of... wants all the smoke. Tell him. Tom Brady doesn't know what's coming with the San Francisco team. Tell Tom, Tom Brady. Brady can't play defense. Tell Tom Brady that. Tell the 49ers. How are you going to stop the Niners? Tell him that Brady wants all the smoke. How are you going to stop him? Give me Brady. I'm not going to bet against him. How, are you, how do you stop the Niners offense? Tom Brady will go. Tom Brady will go touchdown for touchdown with him. Sounds good. Uh, it, does, it sounds amazing, actually. But I guess we'll see once <laughs> NFC Championship yeah. time rolls around. Yeah, he ain't making. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kamara he has a pretty gauntlet of a schedule coming up: San Francisco, Tampa Bay bye week, which is absolutely horrible for this time of the year. Yeah. But if you survive, it's kind of pretty after that with Atlanta, Cleveland, Philly. Either way, I mean, sitting out with Kamara. Like, I have Alvin Kamara in one of my leagues, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not sitting him just because of the fact that I don't have a running back wealth of better than Alvin Kamara. But I mean this in the way of Daily Fantasy, he will not be on one of my teams. Nope. Uh, if, I mean, if Rashad White starts, there is a chance that I put him in over Kamara. If Leonard Fournette's out, I probably will. Granted, I have Isaiah Pacheco at the flex right now. <laughs> Do I, do I really want to do that? <laughs> I mean, he had 100 yards last week, but watch him get Daryl Henderson just to piss me off. 
Yeah. But yeah, Sid, Sid and Alvin Kamara. I'm not I'm not too confident in the guy. In the Yo, guy. be confident. We ain't confident in No, shit. I'm not too confident in oh. Kamara. Oh. Is what I'm yeah. saying. We know what we're talking about, cause. Right, you sent a jersey on that. That's total Delco Philly cause. South Park says South Park. You sent a jersey. <laughs> yeah. Remember the episode of South Park where it was like, the, like everyone from New Jersey came in. That's there, what like, I'm talking about. Yeah, I was just. <laughs> My next sit'em running backs. This is a group of running backs who recently had a spot in the running back room open up. Ryan just touched on them. It's the Los Angeles Rams running backs. <laughs> I know this is kicking the dog. Just stop on the damn. But I know that there's people like, oh, Daryl Henderson got cut. Let's start Cam Makers. Let's start Kyron Williams. You don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you don't. (laughs) Is Matt Stafford really out again this week? Probably. What do he do now? I thought he had like a concussion or something. He played last week against the Saints. But he got hurt. Did he again? Stafford back in concussion protocol after week 11. Dog. I, I don't think he played a whole game against the Saints. Really? I'm pretty sure he got hurt. <laughs> I remember him on a sideline. And and again, I mean, it, that just does not help these running backs' <laughs> case at all. That just does not help their case at all. Because where are they going to let – they're not going to load the box against John Wolford and dare him to throw the ball? <laughs> I mean, it's you can't start the Rams running backs this week. I mean, there's got to be – I mean, I'd rather start Latavius Murray than a Cam Akers this week. It's literally, they're playing against the Chiefs, who have been hit or miss against the run, but the Rams' offense sucks. Their offensive line's banged up. And especially if it's their backup quarterback, you all you have to do is load the box and dare them to throw the ball. The Chiefs' secondary's been good enough to the point where they can do that a little bit. Sit Cam Akers and Kyron Williams this week. You'll thank me Sunday afternoon when these teams play. For people that say we're not bold enough on the um, start sit, or we just do what everybody else says, Jamal or Jamal Williams, I'm sitting. He's RB thirteen of the year. Kamar is fourteen, and Dalvin Cook is eleven. If it ain't bold, I just don't. I just don't know what is. You know, I gotta say to that. Fuck. And West Virginia. If you <laughs> shout out to all our, I was saving it for the next podcast, but we truly appreciate all our West Virginia supporters. But disrespectfully, you guys live in one of the shittiest places I've ever been to in my life. Especially Morgantown. It's just a trash hole. <laughs> like, you see that trash can over there? That trash can's nicer than Morgantown. Please clean been. up the deer on the side of the road. Yeah, and just God. get better people there. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Jamal Williams. He is a guy that has been very, very... You sound like Chris very... Collinsworth. Now, here's a guy. I didn't say here's a guy. Well, you, you said he's a guy, but I was. He is a guy. I, I, I played um, word. I played. I took a play on your words a little bit. I hate Chris Collinsworth. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm better than him. Anyways, Jamal Williams, very touchdown dependent. Three touchdowns last week accounted for 18 of his 24 points. Ain't good. 12 points last week or the week before had a touchdown. 10 points a week before, he didn't have a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But the week before, 22, you two get touchdowns. The, you get the memo. He is RB14 or 13, I forget what I said, because he has touchdowns. Who is he playing against this week? Buffalo. In my opinion, Buffalo is probably a little bit pissed off. I know they beat Cleveland. People are still writing them off, though. They ain't going to write back. Um, there's seven, eight foot of snow in Buffalo. They're doing this for Buffalo. We still have flow. We ain't worried. Eight foot of Buffalo, that's a, that's a severe weather. You know what happens on severe weathers? Teams dog up. Ask the Saints. Enough said. 
No further explanation needed. Buffalo by Unless 30. you had something to say. No, just Buffalo by 30. And after that being said, I want to go back and re-record Best Bet so I can slam Buffalo. No. Just put it in a cut. Put it as the top I was, comment. I was kidding, yeah. I'll, just I top comment. wouldn't go back and re-record for a 30-minute spiel for me to just restate what you just said on the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to cut this clip out, put it at the beginning of Best Bets, and just... <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to get our watch time down. <laughs> Yo, um, all right, starting wide receiver of the week. It's Keenan Allen. Could argue this is kicking the dog, but it's. I hate our starting receivers this week. Who is yours? I don't even say who you. God damn. <laughs> uh, we're confident though. We don't give a shit what anybody says. It's Keenan Allen. If you watch that Chiefs game, the Chiefs-Chargers game, you saw how much, how glad Justin Herbert was to have Keenan Allen back. Mike Williams played. They rushed him back too early. Keenan Allen had eight targets, 95 yards on five receptions. He did fumble, so that may have gunned him down in points a little bit, but he'll be fine. They are playing against an Arizona Cardinals secondary this week. This has all the makings to be a shootout. I mean, we just saw Brandon Ayuk go crazy on the Cardinals last night. If Kyler Murray's back. Debo had a Debo game. If Kyler plays, this has all the makings to be a shootout. If not, it's going to be a blowout by the Chargers because Keenan Allen's going to have a day. Justin Herbert was so glad to have a top receiver back. Yeah. He literally saw it. He targeted him upwards of 10 times. Yeah. He had almost 100 yards receiving, and yeah. he would have had a great game if he didn't fumble. Yeah. Start Keenan Allen this week. Don't think twice about it. Keenan Allen might be my start of the week this week now that I yeah. think about it. Yup. Locking it in, calls. My first receiver start this week, it is Mr. Terry McLaurin going up against Atlanta. I Why? love it. Atlanta, I don't think, could guard a parked car. And Terry McLaurin is much better than a parked car. Last week, 55 yards, nothing crazy. The week before, 128 yards, you know, just what he does. And I think he's building up a pretty decent report with Mr. Taylor, Tyler Heineke. Is it Taylor? It's Taylor, right? It's Taylor Heineke. I hate my second starting receiver. I'm trying to change it. Keep talking. <laughs> Keep talking. I don't even have much to say. Oh, um, Terry I got McLaurin, it. I got him. Terry McLaurin should be able to, in theory, I think we're looking at wide receiver one, wide receiver two numbers this week. And I know I, I, looking at it, it might be a little bit too obvious to say start Terry McLaurin, but I just think he's had like an underwhelming year so far this year. I don't I would think, agree. I don't think you're happy that you drafted Terry McLaurin. Like when you're not you ecstatic. Uh He's, he's been all right. But I think this week against Atlanta, who can't guard shit, Washington's at home, start Terry McLaurin. Another guy in that game on the opposing side, I want to say maybe start Drake London. Kyle Pitts is out. Somebody's got to accumulate for his two extra targets a game he was seeing. And Drake London scored a touchdown in back-to-back games. Just something to look out for. And Washington is another team that can't guard a park car. Yeah. But now my second real starting receiver this yeah. week, he was one of my guys. I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking about putting him on there. He was one of my guys. Ryan's, I literally had him, and I was like, nah, I'll leave him. Ryan's been writing him off all year, but he's back. He just torched the Eagles secondary with the two best corners in the division, apparently, <laughs> according to some. Matt Kelly. Michael Pittman Jr. going against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are the worst team against wide receivers in fantasy football this year. <laughs> Michael Pittman had seven targets, six receptions for 75 yards. I'm telling you right now, this is such a setup for failure. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I hate, I hate, I feel like the Steelers are going to win this game, and I don't know I picked why. the Steelers to win this game. I did. <laughs> if the Steelers win this game, Michael Pittman ain't doing shit. I know. <laughs> but we take the gamble. Michael Pittman was one of my guys for a reason. He was my number eight fantasy football ranked receiver coming into this year. He's back. The Steelers' secondary is tied for most touchdowns allowed to, uh, allowed to wide receivers this week. 
Yep. Michael Pittman Jr. has not scored a receiving touchdown in two. Dude's going to do a lot of counting. Give me a sec. You could just like scroll Five. right and see those touchdowns. You know that, right? <laughs> he hasn't caught a receiving touchdown since week one. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about due. Michael Pittman Jr. is due for a touchdown. He's literally due. We don't care if it's a Jarity touchdown or whatever it is. He led the Colts in receiving week 11 against Philly, who's got the two best corners in the NFL, according to some. Matt Kelly. Michael Pittman Jr. is due this week. He's going to get in the end zone. Michael Pittman, anytime touchdown scorer this week? <laughs> the odds on that are just horrible. Let's look at it right now. We're going to take it at the highest odds. We're going to put my whole Fliff account on it, and we're going to see what happens. Okay. Um, so let me go ahead and do mine while you're looking up his odds. Gabe Davis. Why? Yeah. He's back. Yup. Going up against Detroit, the Cam Garter Park car. Yup. It's in a dome. It's Thanksgiving. Yup. Everybody's going to be watching. Uh-huh. When people watch the stars come out. Yup. Diggs, Gabe Davis. Those are the stars. Josh Allen's probably pissed off because he hasn't been doing shit. You know he's pissed off. The player props aren't out yet, but we're slamming it. And Gabe Davis is going to get his. Why? Last week, 70 yards. Solid. The week before, 93 yards and a touchdown. Going up against Detroit. He's going to dog him. Him and Diggs are going to dog. It's going to be a double dogging. And I think my my prediction, me personally, PPR, he's going to hang up a 22 spot for the culture. Yeah. Sit him receivers. Two of my th- – I had three. Two of them were just kicking the holy shit out of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them are kicking the living shit out of a dog. Um, and we're going... <laughs> I mean, dude. Um, two of them are for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> we're going Mooney and Komet. Um, especially if Justin Fields is out this week. The Jets secondary has been great all year. They're great against tight ends. They're great against receivers. Better than Claypool. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going. No, 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 no. Um, But, I mean, even with Justin Fields playing, these guys are risky starts. Darnell Mooney didn't have a bad week last week against the Falcons. Cole Komet didn't really do much. He had, like, a measly eight point, six to eight points, I think. Um, But I just think, especially with the potential of Justin Fields being out this week, you can't really do it against a Jets defense that has been really, really good all year, despite piss-poor quarterback play. So I'm saying Sid Darnell Mooney with the Cole Komet mix in there this week. Now, if you have the start Cole Komet, I don't blame you, but I'm telling you right now, if, if Justin Fields does not play, do not start either of these players. I know it's not saying much, but you know there's going to be there, there's got to be a tight end out there that's a safer start than Cole Komet with whoever the hell the Bears backup quarterback is. It's fair. I'm telling you, with every single team playing this week, there's got to be someone better. Probably. My first sit it is Mr. DJ Moore going up against Denver. I understand that uh, Sam Darnold is back, and that might cause excitement to some. It's kind of why I put him on there. Not and us. Just because DJ Moore has been a very um, he's been a member of the squad. Just always. DJ on the Moore has side. been on Anthony's my guy list for the past two years now. DJ Moore has been on my sit-up team for the past ten weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I think DJ Moore made the list more than Isaiah Pacheco. It's like every. I've week. just been throwing him on there. Just, just, to, just kicking the dog, like just literally, literally kicking the shit out of DJ Moore. Down bad. You're down bad. You can't find a start and pass, a sit and pass catcher. Oh, DJ Moore. I mean, <laughs> it's, dude, it's at that point, oh, sit to... Robbie Anderson this week too. Why? I mean, Jesus Christ. At least DJ Moore was your my guy, so he's obviously something. 
DJ Moore going up against Denver. Hard defense. I don't like it at all. However, I am going to give DJ Moore a little bit of props. If Sam Darnold does keep the job, they obviously have somewhat of a decent relationship. They go to a bye week, which obviously isn't good for fantasy at all. It's actually horrible (laughs) because, you know. Especially this late in the season. You're just getting gunned down by bye weeks. However, after the bye week, week 14, Seattle. Not Mm -hmm. bad. No. Pittsburgh. Really good. Really good. (laughs) Then Tampa. Okay. But... Seattle, Pittsburgh, Detroit with Sam Darnold might be giving you some wide receiver two numbers. We saw how they started last year. 4 0. I'm not saying they're going to be 4 0. Mm-hmm. However, I am saying that I think DJ Morgan has some success in those games and he won't be on my sit team probably anymore. We're turning over a new leaf. Maybe against Tampa, I said. But granted, if you're in a fantasy championship with DJ Moore and you've been starting them, props to you. Pro- holy shit. <laughs> the rest of your squad must be units. <laughs> My final sit player to wrap up this week, Deontay Johnson out of Pittsburgh. He's kind of turned into the third pass-catching option on this team. Speaking of kicking the dog. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just it's Pat Fryermuth and George Pickens are... Kenny Pickett's favorite guys. Yeah. And I think that we're going to continue to see that throughout the rest of the season and even into next year. I mean, George Pickens is mm. really good. I think um, I think Deontay takes a step up next year. You think so? Really? Well, you got to think. Kenny has been practicing with who? Mostly Pickens. That's true, than, yeah. And a rookie quarterback always goes to the tight end. That's true. So Pat Fryman falls off. Deontay comes back. That's fair enough. I respect it. But that don't fucking matter for this week. <laughs> Sit Deontay Johnson. Enough said. Yeah. Sitting Alan Lazard against Philly. Possibly kicking the dog. It's like on the verge. I thought about sitting him, but then I saw what the Eagles secondary gave up last week, and I just couldn't do it. In theory, they're pissed off. Granted, probably don't mean shit because they suck. However, Anthony mentioned possible rain, sleet, snow. Mm-hmm. That ain't good. No. Christian Watson's a wide receiver one, so that ain't good. Yup. Alan Lazard against... He is going to be against Bradbury. <sighs> Make me change up my mind. No. We're fucking confident. Sit no, I was Alan really Lazard just talking week. shit on Bradbury because I'm oh. tired of hearing that the dude's oh. good. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah, sit Alan Lazard this week. Granted, he might be on slight. If he's on slight, he ain't doing shit. But if he yeah. does do something, I'm in the group chat. Because the hate towards Trayvon Diggs has been so bad for no reason. I can't believe you put Deontay over A.J. Brown on that list. He was. He is. No, fuck he's not. Recency bias is one hell of a drug. And hell I can't it. believe it got you. Thank you guys for watching this week's edition of the greatest podcast on turf, Stardom and Sidham. Listen to us. We're confident than ever. We're riding our high horse. Yeah. If you don't see the confidence in these eyes and those eyes. Yeah. You're fucker. You're friggin' blind. Thank guys for watching. We'll see you guys with our best bets bounce back tomorrow. Later. Peace.